I'm Alexander Hefner, your host on The Open Mind. You can follow us at Open Mind TV or support our series on Patreon at patreon.com slash The Open Mind. I'm delighted to welcome today's guest, Justin Kennedy. He is the general manager and proprietor at Parkway Bakery and Tavern in New Orleans, Louisiana, which was first opened for business in 1911. Justin is responsible for recreating it, reopening it. Alexander, thanks for having me on the show, man. Justin, can you tell me about the history of this institution that you, with your uncle, resurrected? Right, right. right. My uncle is definitely a big part of it. So, yeah, Parkway Bakery and Tavern is the oldest po' boy shop in the world. The po' boy was invented in New Orleans, and Parkway was uh, first built erected in 1911 by a German baker named Charles Goring. And see, back then, neighborhoods, uh, you didn't have big grocery stores. You didn't have uh, super centers in in New Orleans. Uh, You had corner groceries. You had corner delis, just like in New York City. You had uh, corner uh, bakeries, and Parkway was the bakery for this neighborhood. And uh, after this German baker... uh, built a place and had it for a few years. He had sold it and he sold it to Henry Timothy and the Timothy family were the renowned family who had this place from 1922 to 1998. And uh, these guys made the, made this place famous and uh, you know, made sandwiches. That's what they did. And they baked the uh, bread for the neighborhood and restaurants. And uh, you know, that's where all the stories came from was, uh, Bubby and Jake, those were the two brothers that ran the place. And the po' boy came around. I just showed the history of the po' boy in there. In 1929, the height of the Great Depression, uh, Parkway was baking bread, but French bread back before, French bread's is different than po' boy bread. New Orleans French bread back then before the po' boy was invented, it was, it was, it was fat in the center and skinny on the ends, kind of like a football. So 1929. Uh, Great Depression. Everybody was hit all over the all over the Americas and uh, New Orleans in particular, the streetcar conductors, they weren't getting paid. And that was the main transit around the city. You didn't have buses. People didn't have cars back then. The New Orleans streetcar was was not just on St. Charles Avenue. It was on every I mean, there was there was dozens and dozens and dozens of lines that take you all. It was like the city bus back then. Well, the guys weren't getting paid, so they striked. Well, two uh, former streetcar conductors who had left the company and started their own grocery store, Benny and and Clovis Martin, the Martin Brothers Coffee Stand right on North Peter Street. They felt sorry for their uh, striking streetcar workers. So they said, look, you come over, you show your badge, we'll feed you. We'll feed our poor boys. They came up with that sandwich and it was fried potatoes and gravy. Now, even though Parkway is older, that's why I say Parkway is the oldest, because Parkway was making sandwiches, but they weren't called po' boys till 1929. And an Italian baker named John Gendusa came up with a consistent 36-inch loaf. So when the striking streetcar workers lined up at Martin Brothers, the guy that got the middle wouldn't get a, a big fat end, and the guys that got the ends wouldn't get the skinny ends. It was consistent all the way down. That was the po' boy loaf. And then Parkway started baking that loaf, too, and, and a dozen other bakers around the city. So that's where it started. And Parkway, you know, after the after the, the po' boy, you know, the Martin brothers made it popular, they started doing it, too. And uh, 
still doing it now. And one of the few old school po' boy shops still around in the city. And uh, the old guys had it until 19, I'd say, yeah, 1990, 1995, not 98, 1995, the brothers put it up for sale. My uncle lived next door and he bought it. Uh, and it takes things to get old to get new again. And, and, and their main business was the American Can Company that was right across the street, right across the bayou, actually. There's a bayou in between us. And uh, now it's luxury condos. But in the, in the early 90s and, and before then, the, the, the 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, it was a can company employed thousands of people. When they blew the whistle for lunch, they come over the parkway. Well, early 90s, can company shut down. And a bunch of other industrial, uh, it was an industrial area, shut down around Parkway, too. So the guys were getting old and sold it. My uncle lived next door, bought it, made it a tool shed for his construction business. I used to work with him. I mean, I was a kid. I used to work with him on the weekends and go everywhere. And I remember when I was a little boy, people would say, Jay, you got to open that place back up. Your tool shed was a famous po' boy shop. 2003, he decided to do it. And uh, I stayed here in town, went to college here, worked with him. Uh, fell in love with the place and, uh, you know, decided that I, I didn't think I was going to make it a career until Hurricane Katrina hit two, two, one, what, a year and a half after we reopened, we got six, seven foot of water. And my, my uncle, when we redid this place in 2003, he dumped a ton of money and he got a loan, a couple of loans from some banks. And when you saw this place after Katrina, you were like, you know what? I'm going to cash in on my insurance money and just pay the place off and get out of it. Cause there's no way the city's coming back. That's what my uncle thought. And, uh, you know, I was, I was a young kid, a lot of ambition, you know, 18 years old. I said, Jay, we can do this. And I, somehow I talked him into not doing that. And I left college and, and, and reopened with him. Haven't been back to school since, but, uh, you know, it's 17 years later, you couldn't teach me in any classroom in the world what I've learned in this place to run this place. You know what I'm saying? And, and we're doing great. Given the fact that you reopened this historic establishment and the challenges associated with that, taking an institution and resurrecting it with the same influence and culinary enthusiasm and preserving its core appeal and the fact that you were instrumental in recovering it with resilience after the hurricane, you probably were most equipped um, or as equipped as you possibly could be to be resilient in the face of this oh, pandemic. Yeah. yeah, I I really wasn't I wasn't worried at all. And, and 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 I mean I was worried, of course, but I wasn't I wasn't thinking there was gonna be no comeback because I think I think those times when I was like I'm still young, but when I was 18 years old and had to go through that and, 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 and redid this place, it molded me in the, in, into something that, yeah, it is very resilient. And, and it's just, you know, and, and I've been through, we've been through parkways, been through all kind of other things since then, you know, just, just, just living in a great city, New Orleans, you know, there's a lot of trials and tribulations living in this, in this city that I love, but uh, yeah, I was pretty much ready, but what we did was, uh, the first thing we said, we got to, we, because, you know, nationwide, the news was just, everything was, it was gloom and doom. Everybody had to shut down. So, you know, we had to have a plan. So the first thing we did 
is we shut down. We closed and we got all our employees on unemployment because we had to think about how we were going to do it, how to do it correctly. And uh, we closed down for about a month and uh, came up with a plan and uh, a couple of things we did that uh, uh, that, that uh, we did a few things that uh, really stepped us into just staying ahead of, of this thing. Uh, you want me to elaborate on it right yes, now? Yes, please. Yeah. So, so, you know, we're a po' boy shop. We do sandwiches. So that's a lot of luck right there. And I'll say that Alex, that is a lot of luck because we're already geared to go. People already have us in their minds when it's picking up to go the white tablecloth restaurants. I feel so sorry for them because they really, really have to improvise. I was, we were lucky enough to already have, the, the right package meal that, that people are thinking about. So that was luck. Number two is as we purchased a parking lot, it was a vacant lot after Katrina, a warehouse, it was industrial, a warehouse held the block of the restaurant, like literally that rest of the block. And uh, they bulldozed it down and the landowners for years uh, let us use it for parking. If we kept it down and kept it cleaned up, it was just a, just a gravel just slab. And uh, one day they had a for sale sign on it. So the money, they knew we wanted it and the price they, uh, they threw at us, we couldn't afford it, but we couldn't afford not to have it. So we got another loan and got it. That parking lot saved our hides because we used it as a hub to get food out to people. Because when we reopened in May in New Orleans, people were everywhere. You couldn't come inside. So what we did is, we uh, we bought a couple of golf carts. We have a it's a it's a nice parking lot. It's about 110 spots. We numbered them. We put big billboards in the uh, in the parking lot where you can order like a car hop or wherever you go. You see these big uh, limited menus, and we uh, and and then that's one thing we opened up with a limited menu. Things that people want, things that we can turn out with a limited staff because we have and still have a limited staff. Uh, stuff that's not doesn't take too long to make, but there, there's a market for it. The, the customers actually want it, and it was it's what we're known for: Louisiana fried shrimp, oyster, roast beef, hot sausage. You know things that catfish uh, down here. That's what people like. So we had that stuff on the menu, and, and the bar still wasn't open yet because there was no alcohol sales. There was to go alcohol. We were doing to go beer, but anyways, that's what you do. You'd pull up to a spot. You'd look at the billboard, you'd call the order in, and uh, we'd you'd tell us what spot. We took your credit card over the phone, and uh, we'd run it out to you in a golf cart. And it was working great until the parking lot started to get full. And we have a nice phone system, put you in a queue and everything. And uh, But it got too much for the phone systems when 20, 30 people are trying to call. So what we did is uh, we uh, built an online app. And the app just opened up. I mean, we built an online ordering platform that's integrated to our, our uh, computers in the restaurant. So it prints. It's not a third-party system. It doesn't like uh, uh, print to a, a, another printer. It prints to the same printer that the other kitchen tickets print to. And that's really, really neat. And it, it's, it's all integrated. So it talks to the, the, uh, the uh, sandwich makers can look at it and it reads the same as the other tickets. But uh, yeah, we have this online app that we just launched. You can go to the Google Play Store or, or uh, the uh, App Store on, for the i, uh, you know, for Apple, 
And uh, yeah, you download the Parkway Baker and Tavern app. I guarantee it's it's probably, uh, you know, it's the only po' boy shop app I know about, but it's just a vehicle to get you to order. And then now, take you don't have to worry about taking a credit card over the phone. You know, it prompts you right there to do it. It can save your credit cards if you're a regular. It even has a spot where you can order your usual. So it'll save. If you like a roast beef dress with Swiss cheese, it'll save it. So you just say, order my usual. It has your credit card on file, prints to the kitchen, kind of pick up like a Starbucks. Same same concept, how, how they have it. Exact same, just with New Orleans po' boys. So we got that going. And then we uh, we have like a, we have a drive-through uh, that we started with. Uh, uh, we have a booth, like we 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 pay we, like a toll booth when you go and you're paying a toll for a parking spot and they let you in we have a toll booth with a guard there it's not a guard it's a it's a parkway attendant and he has he can take your order and it's like a drive-through and then if you call in from home or you order online from home he you pull in through this you got to pull in by sal it's a it's his name sal he's the only guy that runs the booth and uh you tell sal hey i'm alexander i called in an order and he'll he's mic'd up to the kitchen. So he'll say that he'll say, uh, hey, Justin, Alexander's here to pick up his food. So if your food's ready, we just pull you up. We walk out. We walk out and give it to you. You don't get out your car. But if you just placed it before you pulled in the parking lot, Sal will put you in a spot. And that's when we use the golf carts. So that has been that's 70 percent of our business right there. The online, the phone, the drive through, because a lot of people don't want to come in. But for the inside, uh, I mean, for people who can dine in new orleans and right now we are i think we're back at a modified phase two and it's 50 percent uh restaurant capacity uh you can't sit at the bar so you know we have a lot of outdoor space so that helps us we we, we can sit with 50 percent we, we can sit 150 people so we're good uh it is a it is a struggle sometimes crowd controlling but we we got a system for that but what we did in the restaurant is we, uh, you know, QR codes all over the place so you can look at the menu, you know, you, you do it with your phone. But the bar, so the bartenders, that if you've never been to Parkway, I have to describe it to you. When you walk through the front doors, the bar is its own thing. It's its own area. It's a separate space. And it's it's really quaint. It's my favorite place to sit in a restaurant. It has a lot of character. But, you know, people are jammed up on each other. There's not a lot of space. So, for people to come in and dine, the bartenders, they, they couldn't make a living. So what we did was we knocked a, we busted a, a wall out facing the outdoor patio area and extended the bar to that patio area and put draft beer. And, and we put a roll up door so we can open it up in a day and close it up when we close and lock it. And we put another, uh, you know, a liquor tier there and, and point of sale system. So you can take, the bartender can now go to the customer without them coming in the building and take orders. And they just go out to their table and sit and they can make drinks right there. Kind of like a cabana bar. And that has really, really, really been great for, for, for dining. And, uh, you know, we've probably spent a hundred or a hundred, $120,000 getting all this set up uh, since COVID. We were just lucky enough to have, the right food geared for this, but you know, we had the funds to actually, it, it take, it took money. If we didn't have the money to do this, we'd still be stuck in the same way we, 
we were. And that's what that's the scenario of most restaurants. And that's what I'm, you know, when the city sees us doing something so great and they highlight us, you can't tell other restaurants to be like a parkway or be like some because most restaurants like in the French Quarter, they're jammed up in the quarter. They don't have the space, first off. And then, you know, a lot of them, are, 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 you know, they we own the property. We're, we're not we don't have a landlord that's looking for his money. You know, we can pay down on things. Uh, so we, we, we we're just in a good situation. And I think the Hurricane Katrina helped us prepare for this. So we're, we're dealing with it better than others. This establishment predates not just this pandemic, but actually the pandemic of the last century. Um, Parkway was founded in 1911. And it's safe to say, Justin, that the inventiveness, the ingenuity that you just described in your process was not available to your forefathers and mothers who were stewarding Parkway in its infant days from 1911 to 1918. Right. I wonder in the historical record, if you were to go to the New Orleans Public Library, you were to do some research to find how they addressed the problems in a technologically inferior age because they didn't have golf carts and they didn't have web apps, but yeah. they still made it through. Started with a New York City-based company called Goldbelly, and uh, they were they were beating down our door about three years ago, trying to get us involved because they wanted a New Orleans po' boy on their on their uh, on their site. And uh, at the time, you know, I was we were real busy doing some construction, so I, I couldn't do it. But eventually, they called enough. The guy's name was Frank, who who was trying to sell me, and uh, I said okay. And and and. If, Never heard of Gold Belly. Basically, for for restaurants, it is a I would call it a tech company that helps uh you know helps get restaurants their 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 dishes from one place to another. So if you want a cat's deli uh uh you know uh Reuben sandwich, you can get it. If you want a, a Parkway Bakery po' boy shipped to New York City, you can get it. And uh, but when we first started, they wanted us to be a part of their team. And I'm glad they reached out because when it, it was maybe we only ship one day a week. It was, maybe it was 10, 15 orders here or there. Well, after the pandemic, people are locked inside. The orders went through the roof. And now Goldbelly's not asking anybody to come on board. You kind of got to audition for them now because so many restaurants are using them. You know, uh, it's, it's, that's their lifeblood, you know? And, and, and when I say we, on, we ship every Monday, when I say it actually re- almost replaces a day of business, it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. We'll have 700, 800 sandwiches go out on a Monday, two UPS trucks coming by. And that was, and it's, it's not slowing up. The roast beef po' boy, because you have the shrimp variety too, is quite decadent for something called po' boy. Right. You know, a rich experience for a po' boy, uh, which is to say that it's, it's decadent and delicious and you identify it as, I don't want to say unsophisticated, but, but relatively straightforward to make. But your meat is tender off the bone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a slow-cooked chuck roast. We cook it about 18 hours. It's, it, this meat, that meat is the same. It's chuck roast is, is, is the, 
the perfect meat that you want to grind down to make a hamburger. So that's why it's so delicious. There's a lot of fat in it, but we cook it so low and slow that it renders all that fat off, but the flavor is still there. And that's why it's, it's kind of, they call it debris. That's why it's kind of falling apart. It's not like New York style, style roast beef where it's sliced. It's, it's, like a, it's like a pot roast, you know, a pot roast sandwich. A New Orleans roast beef sandwich is a pot roast sandwich. And that's our main item we ship nationwide with Gold Belly. Now, how is the seafood prepared and is it salvageable tra- transmitted across the country? Yeah, so, so what I did, what they, want, what, what they want me to do is do a fried shrimp po' boy. Okay, so you can't fry it ahead of time. So what I, uh, and I did not want to send raw shrimp and, and flour with a bunch of home cooks and apartment buildings with hot oil and grease on the stove. I, I, I just thought I'd set a bunch of fires and houses doing that. I, I just didn't feel, because, you know, when you're frying stuff on the stovetop, it's tough. So it's not a fried shrimp po' boy. It's a barbecued shrimp po' boy, a Louisiana barbecued shrimp po' boy, barbecued shrimp. New Orleans style, it's it's a it's a Creole butter based sauce with uh, uh, you take uh, Worcestershire, you take beer, and you take uh, a lot of lemon juice, garlic, rosemary. You cook that down to like a syrup, and then you throw your shrimp in right when it's almost cooked down, and it'll build it back up again and cook that shrimp in. Then right at the last minute, you start throwing room temperature pats of butter in. Stir that in until it gets that nice creamy brown texture and has a bunch, a bunch of big flavor. It's tangy. It has a little spice to it. It's a perfect dish to ship on Gold Belly. So what I do, the sauce is made already and bagged up. The shrimp is raw and, and sent, and the bread's there sent with it too. And I send, I send a lemon. And what you do, you saute the shrimp. And right when the shrimp's almost done, you throw the sauce in it, heat the sauce up with the shrimp, and that's it. You don't have to do all the, you know, the the, the hard stuff of uh, making the sauce from scratch because we've already made it for you. So it's it's you're not using uh, you just sauteing shrimp in a pan and throwing the sauce on it. So I felt I felt that most home cooks could accomplish that, and it's it's a big seller. As you look forward beyond the steps that you've taken, the parking lot golf carts, online platform, national shipping. What do you hope with this new administration that has taken office at either the federal or the state level that can help businesses that are nervous about being more imaginative and finding the kinds of solutions you did? You know, just how they got the PPP, man. And knowing me, I mean, they've helped us out a bunch with that PPP. I'll tell you, it saved us when we first reopened. And uh, uh, they, I don't know. I, I would say there needs to be. And so I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we if 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 I was in the French Quarter and 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 I was landlocked and I didn't have the the means to. There needs to be a, a loan for that as well. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, just how just 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 targeted toward that situation. Look, I, there's a lot of restaurants going under here in New Orleans right now. The French Quarter is dying, and now Mardi Gras is is canceled. I mean, there's reasons for it, of course. Uh, right now, 
starting tomorrow, uh, you know, the mayor shut down all the bars in the city just to make sure nobody goes out and has a good time and, 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 and congregates. All the bars are shut down. There is a, an ethos, a character. It is jubilation, jazz. Um, you've lived your life there and you understand the festive nature of the people in the place. At the same time, do you think that residents and those who may still engage in tourism from outside in the suburbs or rural counties in the state or elsewhere in the United States, do you think that folks are being responsible and that we can trust as we slowly move towards fuller occupancy of restaurants nationally, at least speaking from your experience with the citizenry in Orleans, yeah. are people responsible? Are they conscientious? Do they know that your life and the, your cook's lives are in the balance here so they ought to be conscientious and good citizens? Yeah, you know what? Most people are responsible, I would say so. But when you have a, when you have a, a, a big production like Mardi Gras, one of the biggest parties on earth, you know, the locals are still going to go. I mean, it just, it just overtakes you. So I can see why the mayor did what she did. I mean, but you know, I'm not leaning on, on the fence one side or the other, because there's a lot of people hurting right now, but then a lot, you gotta, you got, you don't want people to get together and, uh, keep this thing going either. So, you know, I stay out of it and I run my little, uh, I stay in my little bubble and do the best I can. Uh, but I will tell you this, uh, they are being responsible. Most, most of the people and the people will, Mardi Gras will be back. New Orleans will be back, but what's going to need the most help will need help or restaurants and people in the hospitality industry. Look, we've given the people the money. But if you just keep on giving the people the money, that's not doing anything if you don't get the businesses back going. So that needs to be this new administration. That needs to be their focus. Parkway Bakery and Tavern's own Justin Kennedy. Thank you so much for sharing your story with me. Hey, thank you. It's been a pleasure.